Welcome, everybody, to That Kind of Nerds podcast. I am Brian Thornton, and as promised, CJ Mellon is not here this week. So uh, I believe he followed a madman in a blue box somewhere, so we are hoping for his safe return. Uh, but we're still here to talk to you a little bit about some of the nerdy things going on in the world right now. I am, of course, joined by Joshua Burns, who is also here with us today. What up? And we do have a special guest, our friend Greg Hall, joining us here today. Hello, Greg. Hello. So he, he went Mrs. Mrs. Doubtfire. Mrs. Went Doubtfire. Mrs. I went. I went Euphigenia. Euphigenia. Uh, that's the only way to go. So <laughs> I do have a little bit of a surprise for you both. Um, I actually got a request to have uh, someone else join us on the podcast today. And uh, Quoi? yeah, yeah. Uh, he actually uh, should be joining us right now. So uh, give me one moment here. Is it one of the very, very few cats? Oh yes, Josh. That kind of nerd podcast. Hello, everyone. <laughs> you can, you may speak without being impugned, Bane. So so Bane is joining us today. Uh, so I know CJ is super jealous right now that uh, he could not be a part of this podcast, Bane. Uh, so thank you very much for joining us and taking some time out of your day. Yes, I am busy making Gotham great again. Uh, yes, so I know, uh, and uh, we really appreciate it. So let's start off with this, because we got uh, we got a couple new people here right now. I want to go uh, and uh, talk a little bit about the, the nerdiness of it all. So let's start with uh, our friend Bane real quick. Uh, Bane, give us a, a brief little nerdy uh, bibliography. What, what makes you a nerd? What are you really passionate about? Yes, I am very passionate about things in a nerd culture. I am very passionate about going mobile and breaking the bat. I enjoy breaking bats very often. And uh, also grapefruit. I am, I am a huge fan of grapefruit. But it must be difficult, right, with your mask? It's very difficult, but it's absolutely worth it, Joshua. So, yes, I, I, I am very happy to be here today. So, and we are happy to have you with us. So, uh, Greg, our other special guest here, I want to I hear a little bit about what makes you a nerd and what you're passionate about that you love to share with the world here. How am I supposed to top that? I, I, that... I don't know. I mean, it, it's pretty impossible, but um, mm. let, let's try. Go ahead. Well, <laughs> I'm not from Gotham, nor do I want to destroy Gotham, but... Um, You're making Gotham great again, Gregory. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I, I thought you were born in the dark and all that. But anyway. I was um, molded so, by it. <laughs> so what I, uh, I guess what fuels my nerddom, uh, if you will, uh, Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones, uh, Marvel over DC. Sorry. Um, and You're sports. in good company. Don't worry. Yeah. And, and sports. I mean, that's, that's it. Philadelphia. I mean, I have two of the five Philadelphia teams tattooed on my body. So. Um, that's what I, that's what kind of fuels me plus, uh, on-demand radio. So I love that. That's fantastic. Ah. So, uh, yeah. And by the way, I am not a gen oneer, as they say, for the people that just like the original 151, there are 700 and almost, I think 721 or 18 now. And I'm a fan of all except for love disc, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Marvel movies, like I said, Mega Man's probably a huge passion of mine. Just anything, um, to be honest with you, anything on Nintendo and Xbox, I'm in. Awesome. I'm not, and, I'm not a Sony guy. Company. So, Josh, you have somebody to uh, share some sports references with there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, have, to, uh, we'll have to figure out a segment. <laughs> unsub, unsub, unsub. Um, and uh, I, I've got some – we got the Pokemon and the Mega Man in common. I also know uh, that Greg does have a pet of the feline variety, I believe. Two. 
Two. Yes. Yeah, and uh, I named them after two Philadelphia Flyers. I have Rue and Macy for Claude Giroux and Steve Mason. Very okay, nice. so so I'm not I, I don't know I can't believe I'm going to do this to your, myself. How is your cat to male ratio in in, in your place? Is it low? Uh, the cat the cat to male ratio is very low. Oh, okay, so you're in good company. That's that's yeah. fantastic. Well, it's it's two to one. Well, so I guess uh, it's whoa, actually that's, that's, that's not that's, low that's at not all. That's not so low. That's Pretty not high. so low. That's You've actually got a high extremely cat to high. Ratio. That's actually extremely hard. But also a fiancé. So the ladies do need to worry about coming over to your place. And both my cats are female, so... But not I'm, I'm to alone. Brian's palatial estate. <laughs> yes, uh, it is well documented that my cat-to-male ratio at the palatial estate that I live in is rather, rather low. Quite low. Uh, it's very low. Um, but, Greg, you mentioned something in something that fuels your nerdum that I, I knew you were going to be on the show, and I wanted to talk a little bit about it for, for you here. Um, and that is Mega Man, because we did get some Mega Man news uh, coming coming down the pipe here. Uh, it's coming up with the 30th anniversary soon, and they are talking about doing a Mega Man cartoon. Uh, apparently, it's going to be uh, with the creators of Ben 10, and a lot of times they announce this stuff and really nothing ever comes of it. Like, I've heard, like, Zelda having a, uh, the, the a Netflix. TV show for, you know, 16 different times, but... We got Mega Man here, and it actually looks like it's going to happen. Uh, they're writing some scripts right now, and uh, I-, I wanted to hear what you what your thoughts on that were, Greg. And not just Ben Ten, but the uh, Big Hero Six comic. Um, they I can't remember the person's name, but they also wrote on the uh, Ultimate Spider Man and the Avengers Assemble for Disney XD when it was on TV. So. I mean, that bodes well. At least it's in good hands. I do believe it is real. I don't think it's anything because it's for the 30th anniversary. It makes sense. Capcom hasn't done shit for Mega Man in a very long time. Um, it, the closest thing to a Mega Man game that we've gotten recently is Mega Man Legacy Collection, which is just Mega Man 1 through 6 repackaged. Uh, nothing special, no HD. Actually, I mean, I like it better because it is the original 8-bit style. It slows down. It does all the great things. But there was a playstation 2 and gamecube version called uh mega man anniversary collection that had one through eight and it had a whole bunch of stuff in it that like added extra so i mean that was the value there but in terms of mega man you're getting mighty number nine soon maybe if at all uh uh, unifune's new game it's kind of a mega man clone or in the mega man vein but i mean in terms of the television show it's exciting don't get me wrong i have a I mean, have you ever seen the other things Mega Man has appeared in? Have you ever seen Captain N, the Game uh, Master? I have not. Um, I do know they did a, a cartoon in the 90s that did not last long. Uh, no, like, and but it was so good. It was and very good, you, yeah. And, and I love it. I remember uh, I'm an idiot for not buying it. I mean, I own it now, but back then I didn't buy it. I was in an FYE name drop, and uh, I remember seeing it in the used section for like Ten bucks the were, first season. Were you in 1993 at the time? <laughs> I, I was in like 2007. In an and, FYE, uh, really? In it's, an FYE, it's still limping yeah. along. Okay. It still was, and it was in there. And I was like, oh my gosh, I I have to buy it. And I just walked away. I think I was probably with a female, and I was probably trying to look cool. <laughs> um, but I should have gone back the next day. But uh, that cartoon was fantastic. I mean, it had the original uh, Robot Masters from one and two and three. You, you know it. It had everything you wanted. Mega Man was voiced well. Dr. Light was voiced well. Dr. Wily was hilarious. Then you had Captain and the Game Master before that, where Mega Man makes like a cameo appearance in some episodes, and everything he says had the word Mega in it. So he'd be like, Mega, hi! And it was like 
that jarring voice that I just did, that horrible example of, of audio uh, displeasure, that's what you got every episode. So hopefully there is, you know, that set the precedence or the, the you know, of where not to go with Mega Man. And hopefully they do go more in the vein of the animation style of the one in the 90s. That's what I would like to see, that type of animation. If you think about it, Ben 10, I have only seen make two seconds of it because of this. I'm not impressed with the animation style. It's not something I want to see in Mega Man. I want more of that 8-bit style so it's like the old Mega Man, you know, that was actually in like the new Smash Brothers, for example. Yeah, it's still early. It's supposed to premiere in 2017, um, and I want to get your your thoughts on it, Josh. I know you got uh, two younglings running around. Maybe Christian might be into something like this. What what do you think? Well, I'm not sure that he's very familiar with Mega Man. I, I know that for me, I never watched the cartoons. Mega Man Three. It's one of my all-time favorite games, um, yes. and yes. frustrating, you know, absolutely horrifyingly frustrating game. But when you finally get there, ultimately, maybe the most rewarding game uh, outside of Mario Two. Although I don't know anyone who's ever beaten that Super Mario Brothers Two. So Mega wait, Man wait, wait, Three. Wait, 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 wait. The Japanese Super Mario Brothers Two that became the Lost Levels, or Mario Two, the one we got in America. The Holy one we crap, got in America. dude. The one we got here. <laughs> I've okay, actually beaten. Okay. I've the actually beaten Luigi Super Mario Bros. Too. You have higher. beaten them. I no. I, yeah. I I just I gave up. Mega with, Man with, Three was Game Genie. You're welcome. Right, and and Mega Man Three was a few years after that, but and was a you know I think a much better game, um, way more challenging, way more rewarding. Uh, just a maybe not a few years. That Mega Man Three was like 1990. I was like 10, but I haven't watched any of the Mega Man animated stuff. So I'm, I'm not like, I'm not the audience for it. And, and Christian has no idea who Mega Man is. Well, this would be a good time to introduce him to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we had a lot of really cool things happen this week. CinemaCon was going on this week. So we have a lot of trailers to talk about. And a lot of trailers got uh, premiered at CinemaCon. Um, some that they did not release. Like, uh, I believe the Emoji movie was uh, one of those trailers that we don't get to see. I'm very, very sad about that. Um, but we got a lot of really cool things that we got to uh, view here that are all available on the That Kind of Nerd website. Uh, but let's uh, let's start with Game of Thrones and their season six trailer just dropped this week. Um, yes, I, I know we're all we're all big Game of Thrones uh, fans. I am extremely excited with the direction this trailer took. Uh, what did you guys think? Let's start with Josh. Um, I, you know, obviously the the trailer was uh, it was a great setup. They always do. HBO always does such an amazing job. Plus, I don't think it's possible to overhype something like Game of Thrones that has this huge following. I'll say this. I have completely abandoned hope that this will in any way mirror the books. And I've, I've you know, I've read all the books in audio format. So it's, it's one of those, like, I hated one of the seasons and I bailed for a while and then I came back. I am so excited to see Arya Stark again. And now that they're coming back to Bran, it's going to be a pretty thrilling ride. I, I could have done, you know, without like the, the, um, Pirates of the Caribbean thing that happened with the, the, the guys coming out of the ground the last time we saw Bran Stark. Um, but with the introduction of the White Walkers and everything that's happening. I'm, I'm super excited. It's, it's going to be really phenomenal. The problem is 
it's a weekly show, and we all know, uh, well, at least, Greg, you're going to learn probably pretty quickly that I have no patience, really, for anything. <laughs> uh, I need I need to be satisfied. I need instant gratification. And HBO, unfortunately, every Game of Thrones episode is a cliffhanger. The trailer is a cliffhanger. The shows are a cliffhanger. And I just need it now. I need it right now. That's okay. One of my favorite shows is Shameless, and the last three seasons have been cliffhangers of garbage. So I'm with you. Um, when it comes to when it comes to game, I mean, I'm so I. It, it's funny when you say like I got out of it for a while and came back. Like I did the same thing with The Walking Dead, and I'm still not back. I gave up in the middle of season four. You made the right watched, call. You made the right call. I, yeah, I, I haven't watched thing, a Greg. second. Um, oh, there was CJ's an, not I, here to defend it. Great. <laughs> I had. I had an epiphany, right? So I was watching it, uh, you know, and I'm a DVR kind of guy. I like to watch it like an hour after it comes on. I don't go on social media or anything, so I avoid spoilers. And then I can just fast forward, you know, commercials. So I'm at a point where Michonne in season four, Michonne and Carl are at a table. Rick is like knocked out on a couch. I don't remember if he got knocked out or if he's just sleeping or whatever. And they're eating cereal, staring at each other. So I was like, I'm out. I'm done. I turned it off at that point. I've never turned it back on. And I'm done. You realize zombies are dumb, and you're out. <laughs> it's and, and I'm so I got into a, a a philosophical, lovely argument with my fiance's uh, mom, who and brother to an extent, uh, a couple weeks ago, where I said, "Listen, my my opinion is the title of The Walking Dead is not about the zombies. It's about the survivors, and it's about the people still on Earth. That's my opinion because they're the ones that are walking, but ultimately will obviously succumb to this. And no, it's about the zombie." Okay, fine. I'm out. I'm done. You win. I'm not going to argue. Uh, you're letting me marry your daughter. So <laughs> back, back, you're right. Guess, whatever but, you have to say, <laughs> well, it's fine. Listen, I'm wrong. I'm stupid. Uh, but when you say that about game, it's interesting. Um, I got out of it for a while. It took me six months, literally six months to watch episode two. I watched episode one way after it premiered. I watched it on Blu-ray. I watched the brand fall out of the window. Spoiler. And, um, I was like, duh, you know, I'm not a high fantasy guy. I don't understand it too much. There's too many names, too many stuff to remember. And then I realized, just go along for the ride. You know, go along for the ride of nudity and swearing <laughs> and it's, death. Well, it's the, it's the, it's the, uh, you know, stabby, stabby, sexy, sexy, stabby, stabby story, right? And the, well, is it sexy, sexy plus stabby, stabby equals happy happy it's yeah it's there's a formula uh, okay and, and a lot of shows have have model you know have sort of mirrored that formula but the the thing for me was when they took a really like hard left turn mm -hmm. departure from the books in one season i just lost my shit completely i don't mm -hmm. remember which season it was it was a few years ago i just i got out and then it was coming back and it looked like they were going to come back to the story which they did uh, for quite a bit, came back and, and mirrored the books uh, very closely. And that's when I got back in and, and watched what I had missed. And, and look, I'm April 24th. I'm excited. Uh, you know, I, I think like anything HBO does, it's it's going to be gold. And I, I really can't wait. Brian, are you are you all caught up? I am. Um, I, I was one of those people who I, I didn't stop watching because I didn't like it. I just I fell off a little bit and then I got completely caught up over like a week on demand um and, and i am into the fantasy genre and what i think this show does really well that uh to greg's point walking dead kind of lost was that no one is safe like after episode 10 of season one 
you know so that nine episode yeah, nine do not nine get is the big attached one. to these big to these characters because because no one is safe doesn't matter how big or small a part they are yeah and the book teaches you that real quick and that's what i love about the show is that it's it's never it's not about one person it's not about one family it's about this story and, and this world and you you have your favorites but don't get too attached to them because they might not last till the end of this season and everyone learned that the hard way again when Jon Snow died spoilers sorry um but and, and this trailer potentially potentially uh, oh come on died. this trailer shows you he he dead no he dead, listen no. listen he just won't. like Stannis Baratheon is apparently dead. Even though we never saw Brienne of Tarth actually kill him, but we're told that he's dead. I don't know. I don't know. And it's funny, Josh, you say that uh, anything HBO does is gold, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on the Sopranos series finale. Oh, that's a whole nother <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry. I saw your eyes light up, but uh, I guess that's a whole different show. But no, no, jo- Josh, uh, let, let's let's indulge Greg. Talk to him about a little bit about Sopranos. Sopranos, so there's a couple things here. I mean, culturally... Uh, raised in a big Italian family. This I very much identified with quite a few of the characters. Um, Carmela Soprano, in very many ways, is is very a lot like my mother. Um, and you, there's just there's there's parallels that I can draw. Things that I I I I remember from growing up and whatnot. And that's one thing. And then obviously, the setting being North Jersey, I'm very familiar as well. So this this really hit close to home. The whole series. It was also the series that launched uh, the hourly drama, right? I mean, there was there was none of this really before The Sopranos and and Oz, sort of around the same time. However, um, I, look, I love the finale. It went it went to black. It left you you know wondering, and I kind of like the mystique. There's. The prevailing theory seems to be this, uh, and if you've read it, I'm just going to say it anyway, but it, it, it's, it's, they're saying that the entire final scene is shot from Tony's perspective, and everything that you see is shot from, you know, in the diner is shot from his perspective, and when it goes to black, he's been assassinated. I would rather think that it's, I'm just going to leave it out in the open, and, and maybe everybody lives happily ever after, and that's the way... Uh, they chose to end it, and I'm I'm fine. I've come to peace with it. The the night that it happened, uh, my buddy used to work uh, for a bank doing trainings, right? So he used to travel around and give presentations. So he would sign out the projector on Friday for a Monday morning training, bring it to my house, and we'd project it on the wall, 120 inch, you know, football on Sunday, and then The Sopranos. And when it happened, I thought my my Comcast went out. Like I, you know, I was, I was, I was, I was freaking out. Well, what the hell happened? What happened? Did just what happened? And it, and it was over. But to this day, I can't hear "Don't Stop Believing" by Journey without immediately thinking of that scene. That's that's all that happens. I'm with you. I actually completely agree on the whole series. I mean, like to me, the final episode or that final scene is just a. The culmination of the buildup that was that series. So to me, I wasn't disappointed. I wasn't mad like a lot of people. I'm um, sorry, my peas are popping. Um, I wasn't. I wasn't disappointed at all. And that's you know, to me, it was about the ride that I just went on for six seasons or seven or six and a half or six part two or whatever you want to call it. That's what I loved, and and so I have no problem with the way it ended. But in terms to go back to to game, what you were talking about, like the whole brand thing, you you brace yourselves. 
human beings on Earth. Brace yourselves for what Bran is going to become. He is going to be a huge part of this. If you remember the Three-Eyed Raven, after the whole Skeletons Rising thing, finds the Three-Eyed Raven, when he did that, the Three-Eyed Raven said to him, like, you will never walk again. But I think he said you'll see everything or something along those lines. He's about to become, like, extremely powerful. Took the season off with him, and now he's back. And he's going to be a central character. And that's what I'm excited about is this new Bran that we haven't seen in a year. So how are they going to kind of not, write him well, back Not in? only have we not seen him, but the at this point, the, the book isn't written. So right. it, uh, it, it's definitely, you know, HBO's writers taking some liberties. And, you know, the he they took a season off, and that was what happened in the book. The, the two... There were two books that were told in in uh, I, I don't know why the words escaping me. They they happen simultaneously, one book and then another. So you only see half the characters in one book, then half the characters in another. And and Bran Stark was one that you know you missed and you came back to him. A lot of this stuff is now a total departure from the books. Uh, so now I kind of feel like we're never going to see anything else about 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 the actual books. I'm a little sad face about that, but I am excited. The, the whole Stark family, I think there's a lot more to this than meets the eye. I think you have um, Jon Snow. I, I don't see any way he's dead. I believe he's uh, the son of Rhaegar Targaryen and, and um, uh, whatever her name is, Stark. I can't remember the name. But I, I think that's what you see, and that's the kind of – there's some mysticism there. It's There's a lot of stuff going to come to light, and I think that Bran is really – I believe the sort of the linchpin to the story. the The only way they can survive is by utilizing the gifts that he has. Agree, and and you have to also think. So look at Sansa, right? So Sansa Stark. If you watch the trailer, she's got that Stark, uh, you know, iron on her chest, right? She looks almost like she's back in the game, back in royalty, almost, right? So she's probably got uh, some army up for the north trying to take Winterfell back. Um, Melisandre's in Winterfell, right? Or is she at the wall? She's at the wall. She, she, was, she gonna die. Yeah, she's at the wall. She, she gonna she die. Was in, she was in the trailer for like a second, literally one shot, and then it went to Varys with a new red woman who is gonna probably play a huge role. That's because exciting. She's, because she's hotter. She, I mean, yeah, I wasn't, I'm not a Melisandre fan to begin with, but, I mean, uh, you know, look at, when you think about the brand and the Sansa and then Arya, obviously with, you know, being blind and the, she's the my, guys. she's my favorite character in the entire series books and on HBO, Arya Stark is everything. And she, Brian, I can't I, wait to see what she agree. becomes. I absolutely agree. And that's the, that's probably the thing that's most exciting for me is, is seeing Arya's story, uh, kind of unfold. Cause we didn't spend a whole lot of time with her last season up until towards the end there. So I'm really excited for it. I, I can tell that both of you are still excited for it. Um, it that, premieres... that revenge kill was brutal. I'm fully too messing over here. It... That revenge kill was brutal at the end of the season when to... she got that dude back. Oh, yeah, that was fantastic. But she paid for it with her sight. Um, HBO uh, is premiering season six of Game of Thrones on April 24th. Uh, so if you do not have it, there is also ways of like getting it through HBO Go, HBO Now, uh, Download it, watch it. If you haven't, definitely start from season one. It's a fantastic show. Um, I do want to move on to some of the movie trailers we got to see. And we'll start because I still see the the light in Josh's eyes. We'll start with one of his other favorite genres here uh, with Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them premiered with their first trailer today. Uh, 
So this takes place, correct me if I'm wrong, Josh, this takes place before the Harry Potter series? About, about 70 years uh, and in the United States, which is really cool. So we, we're going to get to see, you know, the the American spin on the magic world versus the muggle world. There's references to Dumbledore. You hear the you hear the the sort of the classic Harry Potter theme playing in the background and and it's going to it's a lot of the things that we we already know and we're already comfortable with but added um obviously there's it's going to be a, a a bigger expanded universe. I, look, I I was so sad, so sad when I finished reading the last book because you knew it was over, right? And then again, you watch the movie, you know it's over. There's nothing more. So this Fantastic Beasts uh, it's it's cast really well. The story looks phenomenal. It doesn't look in any way forced or hokey, and I'm I'm really hoping that they they cling very very tightly to to what J.K. Rowling has has built. Yeah, I mean, and, and you mentioned the cast in there. Your main character is played by uh, an Oscar winner, Eddie Redmayne, um, who is a fantastic in anything I've seen him in. Um, I've always enjoyed, you know, you have a cast with Colin Farrell and Ron Perlman, John Voight, all, all people that I feel are very strong in, John in what Voight, they're doing. the actor or the dentist? John Voight, the actor. This okay. is not the dentist that owned that car you bought 10 years the ago. The LeBaron, right. No, yeah, it's, this is John Voight, the actor. Um, really strong. And, and Josh, I, I've never been uh as ingrained in the harry potter world as you i i had the pleasure of dating a harry potter nut in high school and receiving hysterical phone calls when certain people died throughout <laughs> the series uh, it, it, it's a really funny story i'll share with you sometime but you know having that phone call with her thinking that someone in her family died and realizing oh it's it's just serious. She called you okay. freaking out saying they killed him. They killed him. Was um, that was that, that was the... that was pretty much the conversation. I was working at a uh, a video store that, that shall not be named some time ago, and I get a phone call, and she knew I was at work, so I thought it was an emergency, and, and it was. She was like, "Oh my god, they killed him!" And I'm like, "What's going on? Who who killed who? What what do you need me to leave? What's going on?" And he's like, "They they killed Sirius." I'm like, "Really?" You called me for, uh, oh, I, I'm so sorry. I'm very sorry. I love you, but I have to get back to work now. And it turned into a fight later. So, ah. um, so yeah, I've never been that ingrained with it, but I, I got to tell you, I am excited for this movie. I think it's going to be really good and a solid cast. Greg, wh where do you land on the whole Harry Potter universe? Do you really want to know the truth? I, the truth Ooh. is probably you don't like it. So, yeah, I'm, I want to hear the truth. Let's hear this. I got uh, I got my fiance the eight film Blu-ray for Christmas because I've never seen them. Oh, I actually so, just watched those off all yeah, eight. I'm halfway through the second movie and never read a page of the books. Now she, she could tell you everything you want to know about all the books and all the movies and all that good stuff. So I know I'm going to be seeing this film opening night. I'm aware of that already. I love Ron Perlman, anything he does. So, I'll be there, and maybe in what does it come out in November? It comes or... out November eighteenth. Yeah, I'll I'll talk to you in December, maybe or right. late November about it. But I I will be seeing it. I have no so the, I think the beautiful part is right. I'm open to the Harry Potter universe. I'm open to watching those films and enjoying them for what they are. And I still don't actually know what happens. So that's nice that I've avoided spoilers for eleven years, or what? No, two thousand one. The first one came out right. Yeah, yeah, years? it's been like 15 years. 15 years one. I've avoided spoilers. I've seen the first one a, a bunch of times, so I could tell you about that and that intense Quidditch match, but 
<laughs> I can I can't tell you a damn thing about the. That's the, the rest Quidditch of it, match so. where he swallows the the seeker, right? The, he swallows the little gold ball. That was the, that was intense. Yeah, the snitch. I, I've seen the, the, snitch. Snitch. the snitch. I open right. it to close. Right, right. Yeah, I Josh, just. I, <laughs> I Ask me nothing. anything about Spider-Man, but Harry Potter, I'm uh, I'm at a loss. But I will definitely be seeing this movie. Sounds like Greg will be dragged by his fiance to see it. <laughs> I know Josh is going to see it. Josh, is this an opening night movie? No, man. I'm unfortunately there is no such thing as an opening night movie for me anymore. I uh, would rather uh, jam an ice pick uh, <laughs> into my eye. <laughs> Then deal with the crowds at opening night. I just can't. There's just too much. There are too many stupid people inhabiting the planet for me to voluntarily congregate with them. So you'll just have to dress up in your Hufflepuff robe and uh, and go on like a uh, Tuesday night, right? Bro, I'm sorry, Slytherin? Bro, you're, no, you're Slytherin? I'm Gryffindor, brother. Okay. Gryffindor! All, right. all the time. <laughs> now, this is a perfect... Wednesday long lunch movie. That's there what you it go. Is. I'm so, a fan of the morning matinee. You're right. You're right. I see. I, I we've been over this. I, I'm the guy. I gotta see it. I gotta see it first. So by um, myself in the theater, knowing mm, where all the exits are, be, in case there's a fire. In case there's a fire. Exactly. Uh, I have like a movie buddy, so it's like he and I. We go to every like Deadpool, Force Awakens, everything. We see everything together. So it's like he and I. We do the morning matinee the day after, and it's. Usually a lot less crowded, but it's also a lot cheaper. So I'm nice. in for that. Nice. Oh, my, my, my movie buddies uh, all now have – it was two of them. We used to go, the three of us, to everything. But now we all have children and live in different states, and there's just no way anymore. So I've given up on the event of the movie. See, I mean, that I would go to a movie midnight Thursday night by myself if I had to, if I wanted to. And I have, in fact, for Star Wars. Um but yeah, I mean, this this is not a midnight movie for me. I'm definitely gonna go see it. Um, but you know, I, now that I'm saying that, I know my best friend is gonna drag me midnight the the night prior, so I'll be there first first showing. Um, with so, with uh, with a a big container of kung pao chicken in her purse. Um, maybe we. I have yet to admit to ever bringing <laughs> Wendy's through somebody's purse or Chinese food. I've never done that, Josh. Um, so some other trailers that dropped, uh, something that I'm really excited about kind of tugs at my, uh, nostalgia heartstrings a little bit. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 out yes. of the shadows dropped a new trailer. Uh, really excited. They showed a lot more of the story. I feel like there's a, there's a bit of a division between the turtles because they learned they, they become, they can become humans possibly. Um, I'm really excited for this. You got Stephen Amell's Casey Jones. I think he's going to be great. Uh, Josh, I know you're really excited for this. Greg, Greg, what do you think of uh, the new Turtles movie? I am so glad you did not say to me, uh, hey, what did you think about the... Like, you didn't come back to me on the on the last movie because I would have said to you about the Midnight stuff. I would have said, well, the only movie this year that I want to see at midnight would be TMNT. And then it would have been Spoiler Central, and then I probably would have been kicked off and never invited back. <laughs> never, this, that, never. Never. So I am a huge fan of the first one. Yeah. And by the first one, I mean the reboot from, from two years ago. Right. Huge fan. And I'm probably in the minority. Um, no. Not, not in this minority. Oh, no, man. Not, 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 in, not in that kind of nerd, my friend. Oh, no, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I actually – that first movie came out. I was in Florida and just me and my dad went to go see it because – I mean, I grew up on the Turtles. He bought me all those action figures that I still have in my closet somewhere. 
Uh, I was all about it. I really enjoyed that first one, even though I know it got crapped on by a lot of people. Um, so, Greg, when you say that, I, I'm right there I, with I, you. I think I think though you need to just take these movies at face value. They're not; these are not meant to be serious, you know, award film award candidate type movies. They they're popcorn movies, man. They're a lot of action. They're a cool story. They appeal to. The, the kid and all of us, the, the turtles are silly and they're wholesome and they're fun and they stand for everything that's right in the world. And that's that's why it's so cool. And, the you know, I was a fan, you know, since I was, you know, eight, since I was a kid. You know, the you, you read your books, you got your Pizza Hut coupon, you went and you got the movie from, from Pizza Hut, from Book It. And it was awesome then. It's awesome now. The soundtracks have gotten better. The action's gotten better. And, and I think that... You know, you just need to say, is it going to be this great content? No, man, it's not. But it's going to be fun to watch and it's going to be funny and there are going to be some like some aw shucks moments and, and it's going to be cool. It's about four brothers and their their struggle to make all things right. And the, the turtles are childhood to me. I mean, to be honest, that's the number one thing. Brian, I'm right there with you. All the action figures. How to myself... Uh, was forced to sell them when I moved at a yard sale, and it crushed every soul or Who every bone in my body. Who forced all, you to do that? Uh, my mom. Fist but it's all good. Hey, <laughs> Greg, that, that's a- okay. Um, short story time for me. When we moved from New York to uh, Pennsylvania, I was about four, but me and my brother, mostly my brother had a lot of He-Man and Thundercats toys, and my mom made us not even sell them. We gave them away to somebody. And now... Like after even, Turtles came, even Snarf, even Snarf, no, even Orko, Snarf, um, and, and they became so valuable. And and now that we're like adults, she regrets that so much to this day that she made us get rid of those. So she never made me get rid of my turtles. So I'm side very happy note, about side that. note, Papa Thornton, uh, you know, friend requested me on Facebook. I was very happy. Oh yeah, that's awesome. I, Im- immediate approval, immediate <laughs> approval. No, no, no research whatsoever. Just yes, yes, be my friend. That's that. Well, that's great. That's probably bad news for me. And nah, he's a good man. <laughs> anyway, um, Greg, Let, what what moment in this trailer really like got you got you the feels the the nineties well, feels? Let's just let's just go over the whole spectrum of what this film will be. I mean, if you look at it right, so they they could have maybe gone a different direction with Shredder in the first one, but whatever. They got Brian T. It's fine. But listen, Gary Anthony Williams as Bebop, Seamus. As Rocksteady. As Rocksteady. Yeah. Um, what is Tyler Perry as Baxter Stockman. Yep. I mean, that's incredible. And then, oh, what's his name? Fred something Fred Armisen. Or other. Fred, Armisen. Fred Armisen. Fred Armisen, Armisen from yeah. Portlandia and such as, as Krang. And let's just rejoice that the fact is Krang is in this movie. Yes. I mean, that's all I needed. You look at the first film and you're like, okay, April O'Neil and April O'Neil and April O'Neil. And yeah. then you have, uh, what's his face? Johnny Knoxville doing the voice of Leonardo. So... Yeah, it was sure it was about the turtles, but the majority of the film was actually kind of about April. Now you have Casey Jones coming in. Now you have at least four villains, and you're like, "What are they going to do next?" That's that's what got me. I I I hope I hope there's still quite a bit April O'Neil. Man, Megan Fox is not hard on the eyes, brother. (laughs) And I'll tell you, this is a far-fetched thing with such things like Civil War and everything coming out this year, and with Deadpool already had come out. This is my number one most anticipated movie of the year for me, and I am beyond excited all right sweet so i will see you at the midnight showing it comes out june 3rd so i'm extremely excited 
Uh, I know you both are. So that's that's it for like the kind of offbeat trailers here. Uh, I, I want to spend some time. We're going to do a little DC Marvel breakdown real quick because DC did drop. Well, Warner Brothers did drop the, the new Suicide Squad trailer. Um, and as people who have listened to this podcast before, you all know, I am extremely worried about this movie. Uh, that being said, after this trailer, I'm feeling a little bit better. If as you ba- should. If Batman v Superman kind of got me extremely worried, this trailer made me okay again. Um, so, Josh, what, what's going on? What, what do you think of the trailer there? Well, I, for, all right. So, from a purely a a purely like build the hype type perspective, I think that they've done something amazing with Suicide Squad. The use of music in the trailers has been outstanding the, I, I definitely have to agree this this trailer again has been one of the best usages of music in this in trailer that i've ever seen right and they've so what they've built with this suicide squad uh sort of leading up to it is is something that you know marvel hasn't done at all uh marvel doesn't do a ton of of using music to build emotion and they did it very well with the first one. The second one, I think, even better. And I know that, you know, originally your concern was that, you know, Harley Quinn, she was born of the animated series. And so you don't have much liberty to, to play with that because she wasn't ever written any other way. Right. Mm-hmm. And you get uh, Margot Robbie, you know, mm. giving you a little bit of that Brooklyn <laughs> attitude, giving mm. you a little. Right. Well, yeah. Um, but there's. You're starting to see, at least Brian. I hope you started to hear that accent that you were that you were hoping for. It was definitely there. The attitude was there, and uh, you know, I think Will Smith is is going to be a great Deadshot. So, um, I'm I'm very excited. Uh, I I have been very excited from the beginning. Uh, a little bit more Jared Leto. The Joker looks great. I I, I see nothing wrong at this point with anything they've done. I'm sure CJ will find a way to completely ruin this for me like he did Batman versus Superman. Well, so, CJ's not on this podcast. And CJ, <laughs> if you recall, hard passed on he Suicide did, Squad. He did, and I so, fully expect him not to see this movie. So I, I, he better not see it and stay true to his word. But I know Greg's excited because I walked into work, and he the first thing he says to me was not work-related, said, did you see the new Suicide Squad trailer? And I said, I will talk to you about it on Friday. So, Greg, I want to hear what you have to say. You imposed the gag order on him? I did not. <laughs> I, I It was a clever way to get back to work. <laughs> or, or just to start it, I guess. I guess back to work for me. Um, I'll tell you. So, I'm slightly concerned about the reshoots. Um, just I'm going to address those in a minute. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, no, the, the, the reshoots would be... Like I said, slightly concerning. Um, I, you know, I guess the reason behind it, I guess we've seen too many movies that do reshoots, shoots, excuse me, and you're like, I, I, I can tell. And the the so all right, let's start with the positives. I always tell my my employees when we're doing like coaching, let's start with positive stuff. So let's let's start with positive stuff. Um, you give them the shit sandwich. <laughs> Mar- Margot Robbie, um, positive, nothing wrong. I don't care if she. Uh, Speaks German the whole movie. I'm happy. Yeah, I drink her uh, bath water. Let's. Yeah, she is. She is fantastic. I'm sorry. Did I hear drink? Okay. Oh yeah. All right. Perfect. Moving on. Uh, so I'm I'm with you with the Will Smith thing. Thinking great Deadshot. I think that one liner he had in the new trailer was hilarious. Um, I think he's gonna bring a lot of. Uh, oh my guess. I guess at this point anticipated. Well, credibility. Uh, I, he, he. Yeah. And, a name like that lends instant credibility to the film. 
Right, and I'm and I, you know, the first thing. What's the first thing when that first initial trailer dropped? What's the first thing that everybody said about Leto's Joker? It's crazy. That's not the Joker. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. He's he's nailing it. The yeah. the way the trailer opens, yes. whenever you hear the laugh and the Warner Brother logo is ticking like that every time, and then it goes to DC with that final laugh and it tilts again. That little touches and the colors. Oh, I love the colors. They're not black and white. They're colorful. There's pink and blues and everything in there that really just make this kind of movie highlighted and stand out. And almost like they took a graffiti bath or a, a tie-dye bath, and they said, let's splash some color into this universe. It's been a dark time right now. I have, you know, the reception, at least critically and across, I guess, whatever social media for Batman vs. Superman hasn't been fantastic. So let's go ahead and do what we're doing with Suicide Squad. I'm excited. This is the anti-hero. This is DC's answer to, I, I guess, to an extent, Deadpool, uh, at least from a... Uh, you know, from a, I guess, fun or anti-hero standpoint, I don't think it's going to obviously be as, you know, R-rated as Deadpool, as, you know, but th- to be honest, what is wrong with this? I'm, I'm excited. I really am. I, I had, I, I want to hear CJ of, as to why he's a pass on this movie. Um, because and, he and hates, CJ, he hates fun. He hates fun. And, and, and CJ uh, <laughs> fun. Was, was trained by MK Ultra. Right. I don't know if you knew. Um, but yeah, I mean. Yeah, this movie, that trailer, that last trailer especially, gave me a lot more hope. Uh, Greg, you mentioned the reshoots, which is actually something I wanted to address. Because last week, we did hear that they were doing some reshoots last minute because of the poor reception that Batman v Superman got. And they were going to inject some humor into it. And David Ayer actually went on the Twitter to address that. And I actually have his tweet right up here. It's, he said, uh, Suicide Squad reshoots for humor, quote unquote, is silly. When a studio loves your movie and asks what else you got, go for it. Thanks, WB. Hashtag more action. So it sounds like it's going to be more action scenes that they're filming right now, which depending on obviously how they cut it and everything, I don't know if you're going to be able to really tell. But I will say this. It seems like even though there may not be reshooting for comedy standpoint, it's definitely affected how they presented this trailer. This trailer had a lot more comedy in it than any of the other trailers before. I mean, agree, disagree? I mean, you have to agree because they actually threw jokes in there. That At the end when Diablo was at the bar, what are you drinking? Water. Oh, that's a good idea. That's a good with, idea, honey. Yeah. With that accent, like you were talking about earlier, very good job there picking that up. And, you know, the Will Smith, like I said, that one-liner, and then Harley Quinn. I'm uh, mostly vexing, uh, you know, everything. Right. So it does have a lot more humor, and you, you know that... I don't know. To me, this movie is going to be two hours of just fun because no matter what, I'm going into it with an open mind. I'm not thinking about Heath Ledger like half the population will be. Mm-hmm. Don't think about it. This I is like a brand you, new man. film, brand I, new I Joker. Like, I like you, and I like your opinions thus far. Here's, I think <laughs> the thing that frustrates me the most is that what we do uh, in general is that we, we compare all comic book-themed movies together in, in one well this isn't it's not it's not marvel and it's not look marvel marvel did a great job building their cinematic universe dc has something they don't and they have an amazing animated series of movies and just their animated universe is far more developed mm-hmm. so they screwed up a bunch right they just they made some some they were just bad attempts at DC characters previously I think a lot of thought has gone into this I I loved 
Man of Steel, even though it wasn't received well, Rotten Tomatoes scores, crap, I loved it, right? I, I feel like when I finally uh, get around to watching Batman vs. Superman, I feel like I'm going to love that too because I, look, I go into the movie with no expectations. I just, I want to watch it at face value the first time. The second time I watch it, Brian, we've talked about this. Mm -hmm. The second time I watch it, I'll start picking it apart. But the first time, I just want them to take me on the journey and I want to, I want to experience it. So I, I feel like DC is putting together what they feel will be a successful cinematic universe this movie, the Suicide Squad idea and and the whole concept is a bit humorous, right? They're they're bad guys, and we need them to do the stuff that we don't want to endanger good guys doing. So these are the guys that are going to do it. There's got to be a ton of humor in there, and there was, you know, there was a bit of humor uh, when you see some of these characters in other DC stuff. In Arrow, there's you know Deadshot, he's got a bit of humor. Harley Quinn, she's got a bit of humor. And, we, I mean, we know the Joker does. It's sick, but he does. So, I I feel like it's going to be great. I, I will not compare it to Civil War. I will not compare it to the Avengers because it's not the same. Marvel has, at this point, a very long pedigree of successful movies. This Joshua, is <laughs> I have one problem with this trailer. No one was breaking any bats in this trailer. <laughs> I saw the bat, but he was not broken. Once they break the bat, they have my permission to die. <laughs> Thank you, Bane. There you go. So, I mean, yeah. And, and you saw Batman in this trailer, as, uh, as was brought up just now, um, which was really exciting, uh, even though you only saw him maybe leaping off of a bridge. Uh, we know Ben Affleck's in it. We don't know how much he's in it. Uh, apparently, David Ayer, excuse me, David Ayer, uh, when asked, said he's in it enough. So hopefully uh, that that'll be a pretty cool uh, watch. I'm sure he'll he'll be in enough to get us all interested. And and I love Ben Affleck as Batman, so I'm excited. I think it's going to be great. It all opens August 5th. Um, but speaking of Batman, there was some other DC news that they decided to drop. Uh, Batman solo movie is currently underway. It is nice. being co-written by Ben Affleck with a, a very famous comic book writer, Jeff Johns, who if you don't read comic books and you want to get into it, pick up one of his books. I, I will be more than happy to let you know which one. Um, but he's also going to be directing it and starring in it. So Ben Affleck has got his fingers all over this. They're talking possibly doing the Red Hood storyline with the death of Jason Todd which the comic book geek in me freaks out about. Um, but, I mean, yeah, when you look at Ben Affleck as a director, you know, Argo, Gone Baby Gone, uh, I think it's a fantastic idea to have him lead the town. this. The town. And, and he's a huge fan of the source material, material and we all know it. Uh, so I, I'm really excited to see what comes of that. Uh, anything that either of you want to add on that? Well, I, I think, yeah, I think that when you, when you consider Affleck uh, co-writing a movie at this scale he's I feel like Affleck's the kind of guy that you know goes goes to his friends and says what do you think what do you think and, and mm -hmm. sort of collapse and the fact that he's such good friends with Kevin Smith gives me a lot of hope As, yeah. at least at least in just just saying hey hey buddy you know give this a read and you know punch a bunch of holes in it because that it seems like to me from everything I've heard in podcasts and in the uh 
you know, the, the additional features to movies they've done together is that, you know, they bounce stuff off each other. Yeah. And, and I, I think that's going to be great. And, and he's got a lot, of, a lot of friends just who are ingrained in the comic books in general. So, um, and in fact, I was listening to a Kevin Smith podcast where he said that's exactly what he does. He he does something, whether it be acting or writing, he evaluates it, he reevaluates it, he shows it to somebody, says, please, you know, poke some holes in this, we'll make it better. And so I think uh, this has got me extremely excited hearing hearing this news. Greg, any, any ideas, any thoughts, uh, queries about this? The Town is an underrated movie. I actually prefer The Town to Heat. Which I've taken flack for, but no, I'm a, I'm with you there. I That's love the town. I Great so movie. again, like I said earlier, I'm more of a Marvel guy than a DC. I think Suicide Squad is where I want to get my chops ready for, you know, getting into the DC, I guess, cinematic universe. Because um, I haven't been a huge fan of it up until then. But to me, Affleck makes a solid Batman, probably the best we've had. I don't know, maybe if not ever, then since I'm a Keaton guy. Um, Mm -hmm. so maybe since then, I'm you know, that's completely up to you guys to kind of go through. I'm not so big on it. So to me, yes, the town was great. So speaking of Marvel, Greg, so it it seems like every time DC gets people excited, Marvel just smacks, smacks them back down a couple pegs and says, oh, you got this. Well, look at this. And they did it this week. They dropped the first trailer for Dr. Strange. Which, as a Marvel fanboy, for me, I'm extremely excited. I, I'm, I always thought Doctor Strange was an underrated character who has such huge potential for a cinematic movie. And just seeing some of the crazy stuff in that trailer, like cities bending and all this mysticism going on, got me really excited. Uh, it, it stars Benedict uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, Cumberbund, something like that. Um, Cumberbatch, the yeah, best Br- name of anyone ever. British Benedict name complicated. <laughs> British name complicated, yes. Uh, Mr. Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, so I'm extremely excited for this movie, Greg. So you being, you know, pro-Marvel, uh, you, you, I know you watched the trailer. I, what do you I think? think? We're, I think we're all kind of, you know, a little bit more Marvel than DC. I think We really are. That's been pretty well established. Not that, not that there's anything wrong with DC. I just think that, you know, throughout my life, Marvel has always had the better stories, the more colorful characters, and I've just I've been that guy, and I know you have. So sorry to sorry to cut in no. there, but Greg, Josh, nothing... but I, I do feel the need to to correct you when you say not that there's anything wrong with that. You need to do the specific <laughs> hand motion over the front of yes, exactly. You have right. both hands overlap and you spread <laughs> them apart. So so Greg, no no uh, no disclaimer needed, bud. We're with you. And also again, it's funny. So. I was about to make yet another reference. Um, so we have Margot Robbie in DC for Suicide Squad. We have Elizabeth Olsen as the Avengers, and she's also choice. Fantastic. Oh, yes. And then Rachel McAdams is in Doctor Strange. So it's like either way, even if I'm not a huge Doctor Strange fan, because I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm on board and I'm with you. And I love the, the bending and such. He was never somebody that spoke to me as a kid. Like for me, I was Deadpool and Spider-Man. That's, that was my Marvel... I guess, shell that I had to break out of eventually, right? And then Captain America, my uh, drummer, Captain America, well, former, I don't know, he's my best friend. Anyway, he's a Captain America nut. He's gotten me into the films so much, and then, obviously, um, the Avengers as well. So, to me, 
Doctor Strange has been that back burner character. He's been the guy that they forgot about for so long. And now with Netflix doing Daredevil and with them doing Jessica Jones and all the things that they're doing on the smaller scale back burner characters, bringing them forward because they need that. That's what I'm talking about, right? So that's going to be the exciting part is seeing how they go with this with a lesser known character because they did it with Ant-Man. And Ant-Man was good as hell and successful. And I'm excited to see where that franchise goes. So they can do it with Ant-Man and fucking Paul Rudd. We yeah. can do it here. And Josh does not no, agree this, with you on Ant-Man. Well, it's, no, look, no, I, don't, no. I don't think it's about, like, it, for me, it wasn't, Ant-Man was fun. And it was a good, fun movie. It wasn't, and it, again, it goes back to that comparing, right? Everyone, everyone automatically dubs everything Marvel does as gold. And, and I, I did not feel that Ant-Man in any way lived up to the Marvel pedigree as a film. It was fun. It was good. Standalone. Okay, kind of. You knew he was going to get folded into the rest of the universe, and that's what made it good. And I think that I think that Paul Rudd did a great job, and I, I know we're going to talk more about him in a minute when we talk about the, the Cap stuff that came out. But as a, uh, as a kid and as a comic book fan, I never read a single thing about Doctor and, Strange. Okay, I, mean, I thought you were going to say an Ant-Man. No, Doctor Strange. Not, not Okay, gotcha. Not I was going to say, that's the, I think that was the point of this, though. That's the point of this, and that's the point of Ant-Man. Even if you didn't like the movie, I, you know, I'm not, I don't think it was the best movie ever, or, you know, a triple-A title in, in Marvel Cinematic Universe, but right. I do think it was a great introduction. Triple-A, that's a fantastic analogy, because I, and I think, I think that, that's exactly what it is. Is and I think that if thing? you if you look yeah if okay, you look at I don't it, know these things minor league Brian minor league if it, you look okay go ahead no no, no, no I mean, Brian I, just, I would love I to hear need, your sports things I, no I'll Google it later go ahead go ahead <laughs> uh, so to me Ant Man was that fantastic I guess intro to the character and then you get it you know and no, again I th- I think when I came off I discredited Paul Rudd earlier I, he did a great job this that and the other but I think that's what you're going to see with Doctor Strange is a brand new character that quite frankly. The average moviegoer and the average, I guess, the person who would see the Avengers just because it's fun and has all these superheroes they know, Thor, Iron Man, Captain America, Spider-Man now. I mean, you're going to get those people out of the woodwork and seeing this movie or this film to see this new character where – well, not new character, but you know what I mean? To the cinematic universe yep. to where it's an introduction for them. And if that's what – you know, that's how I'm going to go into it because I'm not – I wasn't exposed to Doctor Strange, like I said earlier. I was more Deadpool, Spider-Man. So for me, I'm going to go into this, like I said, same thing with Suicide Trailer, open, completely wide open. I have no doubt in, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe at this point. They've given me no reason to have any doubt. I have complete trust in them. I, I agree. I agree to a degree. So there's there's Ant-Man and Minor League, AAA. That's a fantastic analogy. I believe that Doctor Strange, on the other hand, this was a very pivotal character in the uh, the the stones. The Brian, how am I drawing a blank? The Infinity, the Infinity Gems. Stones. Yeah, the Infinity Gems. Doctor Strange, pivotal character there. I, and I I only found that out after doing some reading up on what that looks like. So I think this is going to be a bigger movie. And and I, I to some degree because it's it's bendy back crumpty dink I do think that <laughs> I have slightly higher expectations <laughs> because the dude the dude is solid um, the trailer was as good as any Marvel trailer I've seen 
it was unbelievably good. The way that they're telling his story, fantastic. And again, I don't know much about this character, so I'm I'm hoping we get a ton of origin. It looks like we will. Tilda Swinton as the Ancient One is creepy as hell, but I think she'll do a fantastic job. She does and, well with those type of roles. Yeah, but man, is she creepy to look at. Just <laughs> creeps me the fuck out. Um, but... You know, I think that Doctor Strange is going to be a, is going to play a much larger role um, than anyone expects, and I, I fully I fully expect this movie to be, you know, phenomenal. Absolutely, and that comes out November fourth. So, a lot of really cool trailers dropped um, this week. Uh, but Marvel also decided to let some critics watch the entirety of Civil War, Captain America Civil War, a month ahead of time, which is very unusual. Normally, critics only get it maybe a week, two weeks ahead of time, and then they have pretty much a gag order, much like CJ puts us under, until the day or two before the movie comes out. Um, Not only did Disney and Marvel say, yeah, watch the movie, they said, go ahead and write write your reviews. And it's gotten nothing but amazing reviews, nothing but... uh, just words like spectacular and excelsior being thrown around. It's already got a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Excelsior. Um, and so it's getting some very good feedback, some very good, strong uh, reviews going on there. And from a lot of what I've read, because I'm trying to be spoiler free, but I, I kind of have to do this kind of work for this podcast. We see a lot more of Spider-Man in it than we see want we, we were expecting. And he kind of steals the show. I think what, something uh, I read said Captain America, uh, Spider-Man steals Captain America's shield and his movie, apparently. So I'm extremely excited being the huge, not just Marvel fan, but Spider-Man fan that I am. I can't wait for this. And I'm so excited to see it doing so well with the reviews so far. Uh, have you guys read any of these reviews or, or seen any? I, I know they released some scenes, Josh, that you got to take a look at. What, what did they release? Ton, tons of uh, tons of scenes. They released... Um... Uh, a, a uh, some sort of uh, an action sequence with Falcon and Scarlet Witch and Cap. They released a conversation uh, between Cap and Tony Stark and Rhodey regarding the registration. Um, there's some. There's a featurette with. Uh, oh, how am I drawing black? Scarlett Johansson talking about the making of the movie and I. I went on record when we saw the the first trailer for Civil War, and I think this will be the best of all of the Marvel movies. So, and I know that's ridiculous to say because we still have another four years of movies to follow. But I this this is a big story, and uh, you know I read the book again. I don't see how you could make a Civil War movie without Spider Man kind of stealing the show a little bit. So, uh, you know. I've never, I've never cooled at all. I'm, I'm still hyped as hell for Civil War and everything that they show us. Oh, there was a, a, a more in-depth look at the uh, Iron Man and Bucky battle where you, you see, uh, you see Black Panther without his that outfit, a suit on? without a suit on, which is kind of cool. Um, and also he, that, that dude's not, I can't, uh, Chaz Bozeman, right? Something like that. Something um, like that. Is is Black Panther, and he is a fantastic actor as well. So there's there's nothing wrong with anything they've done with Civil War to this point. Chadwick I'm, Boseman. Chadwick yeah, right. Boseman. Okay, so I'm I'm thrilled about. It. You know what though? I mean, 
we, we're already on Civil War, but Brian, I don't think you weighed in on Doctor Strange. Oh, I, I, I'm extremely excited for Doctor Strange. I think uh, it, Benedict Cumberbatch is an amazing choice. He's an amazing actor. I got into Doctor Strange a little bit when I was more in my teenage years. And I think that's that's the audience he really speaks to. He's very kind of trippy, psychedelic type of character. Um, I believe the first time I actually read a story with him in it was actually Kevin Smith's Daredevil story where he just summons a demon from hell just to try and get information. And stuff like that, that's, that's really cool to me. And I, I think not a lot i mean a lot of this movie is going to take place on earth but you're going to see a lot of like otherworldly um you know hellmouth type stuff that i can't i think is going to be amazing on the big screen uh, so do you do you think do you i mean my my guess was that this will be far bigger he will be a far more important character than ant-man thoughts i am absolutely in agreement with you you're right he had a huge role to play in the infinity stones uh and i really think that we he only... was the owner of the Mind Gem, right? Right, and I think that's where we're going to see the Mind Gem show up because we have not seen it yet. There's only two gems that we need to see in this in this cinematic universe so far. Uh, I want to say it's the reality. No, it's not the reality. It's, I saw it's... the reality gem. And then the, the Mind Gem. Um, so I think you're going to see that show up in, in Doctor Strange. And it's going to lay a lot of groundwork, not just for him as a character, but going into Infinity War, which we will be going into in the next two years. Um, I, I think he's going to have a big part in it. Um, but yeah, getting back to Civil War, I, I saw a little bit. I saw some stills and I saw a little bit of that Bucky Captain America fight. And again, I, I just I've been on board since day one with this movie. I've been extremely excited um, knowing that Spider-Man is in a good half hour from what I read, at least makes me even more excited and, and makes me, you know, just really amped up for, and i can't wait till the beginning of may uh greg what do you think i i i know we haven't talked about civil war you and i re, uh, really lately so what are your thoughts the new stuff that they released is really good i mean it's the if you think about it it's if you look at the trailer there's a spot in in i think both trailers where you see cap coming through a window and then taking some dude's mask off. And that's what they show is how that act, how he gets propelled through the window. And I won't give it away, but it's, if you haven't seen the footage, but it's fantastic. And it uses three characters in the film to actually get him through that window. You, it's like almost like he is human, right? He has the shield, but he is human. He doesn't, he can't just jump from the ground through a, what fourth story window or whatever it is. And it's really cool to see that. And then like, um, I think you guys were already talking about the stuff with uh, Bucky and Iron Man. Bucky goes to shoot Iron Man point blank, but he like stops it with his hand. It's pretty sick. And that just says to me that everything about Civil War is right. Everything about Civil War is exactly where we want it to be. We're not. I'm not concerned about a thing about this film. I know I said Turtles is probably my hyped movie. This is probably going to be the best movie I see of the year. Um, and it could go down as the greatest, not just Marvel, but superhero film of all time. It yeah, you could might, go yeah. down. You might be right. I think what you touched on there, the thing that always blows me away um, when I see this footage, the trailers, and, and obviously the movies, but superhero movies, you know, historically haven't done a phenomenal job with these with the little nuances, the, the nonverbal acting, and the look on Robert Downey Jr.'s face. The, the When he blocks that shot. When he blocks the shot, right? Like, you just took a headshot at me, really. So it was this, this, you know, he's not he's not a fan of Bucky to begin with, but the fact that 
he just tried to kill me and the look he gives him i just thought this is this is phenomenal like they just they did it right which is cool um and then the the other thing and maybe the only thing that concerns me a little bit and, and it's not it's not a concern for the movie's success but i think for folks who are only familiar with with captain america with chris evans captain america through the movies is that they did a seemingly a really good job holding true to the Captain America from the book who is, you know, basically defiant. And, and uh, you know, what we've seen from Steve Rogers so far is that he's very wholesome and clings to the rules and lives within the confines of, of the, the law. And obviously that's that's not what he was in the book, right? He, he really... Um, not not only like throws caution to the wind, but knowingly is putting other folks in danger and saying, you know, you knew what you were getting into when you signed up type of deal. And it seems like that's the character that they're going to have in this movie. And that's not like anything we've seen thus far from Captain America. Brian. Yeah, I agree. I think this is going to be really cool. Um, to, and because you've had two Avengers movies, two Captain America movies to really build up this whole wholesome, uh, hey, watch your language type of Steve Rogers. But, you know, at the end of the day, it, it, it's not even just he's defiant. When he believes something is right, he puts his foot down and he does not move. He uh, And the scenes and the trailers in general have done a really good job of making you feel for both characters. You know, they're both a little right. And that scene where Bucky takes a shot at Tony, you just you feel for like you just took a shot at somebody who's not trying to destroy the world, not trying to blow up a, a, a building. He's just trying to do what he thinks is right. And, and that that makes me feel in the comic book. I was more of a captain America guy. I was like, Iron Man's being a dick. He, he doesn't understand the big picture. He doesn't understand what's going on. But in these trailers, I'm like, I don't know. I feel like Iron Man is being wronged pretty badly. And by I'll, I'll echo, I'll echo what I've said from the beginning about, the, what Marvel has done in the cinematic universe is really set up Iron Man to be a leader, which he absolutely was not in the yeah. book. That was something that, that they tried to kind of impose on Tony in, in the book towards the end of this Civil War comic yep. book. Um, and it doesn't fit that character really well. But in this a cinematic universe where Tony pretty much is the catalyst for all of the these goings-ons, goings the catalyst for the Avengers... But he still, you know, defers to Cap because Cap is smarter and he he's more wholesome. He knows what's right. And, and to see them have to, like, be on both sides of the fence here and be at each other's throats, it's going to be a really awesome watch. I am super excited. I'm so excited to see the critics enjoy it and uh, to see the, the kind of reviews it's getting. So did both of you did both of you see the the clip of Scott Lang meeting Captain America? And he's very like, oh my god, I mean, Captain yeah, America. oh yeah, he's very starstruck, right? Yeah, he's shaking your hand for too long. Thanks for thanking of me. You that's, know what I mean? It's it was, that's it what was, I would be I like if cool. I met Chris Evans in well, real no, life. No, I you know I get it, but like the, um, I I hadn't I hadn't seen anything like that previously. So to see that scene was very cool, and you know that he wants to be a part of it. I I I couldn't. There's so much going on, and there's so much that this is going to build for Marvel's future that. I'm going to have to watch it three, four times. 
Yeah, absolutely. This is definitely a, I, I will plunk down my money several times in the theater to see this movie. Um, but do, you, also, do they have, can you, can I have an ultimate pass where I can watch it once a day see, for the next, <laughs> that, that's um, something joke, I, would, but, I, I don't know. I, I might spend that kind of right, money for on this, Civil for War. this movie. Right. Yeah. Batman v Superman, maybe not. Um, but more Marvel news kind of spinning out of the Civil War news came out as oh, well. Spinning? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> See what I did there? Oh, no. Um, they have officially announced the title for the new Spider-Man movie. It is very appropriately being called Spider-Man Homecoming, slated for July 7th, 2017. Um, very little details have been given about the movie so far, just that it's going to have a lighter feel, more of a John Hughes high school type film, which I think we're all on board for. But they have been talking about having Michael Keaton play the villain in this movie, which would be an interesting turn of events being as he started off as Batman in 1989. And now he might go to Marvel mm -hmm, as a villain. mm -hmm, mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. that news being said, I want to hear who do you who do you want Michael Keaton to play or just who do you want the villain in this new Spider-Man movie to be. I'm going to start with Greg because I know he wants to say something. <laughs> so uh, first and foremost, you know what makes a really good segue? When you call it out. So you're welcome. <laughs> Second of all, um, Michael Keaton is confirmed. I mean, he is going to be Vulture. And I will tell you why. Because that, Brian, like you said, would make him Batman, Birdman, and Vulture. All, that's all, awesome. all villains with wings and, and that's characters awesome with wings. to me <laughs> all you know to me that just ties it out and the fact that vulture would be a villain so he was almost hero and then birdman kind of anti-hero ish or fake uh, who knows i'm very open to interpretation and then villain it's almost like good middle bad and like the whole full spectrum and yes they all had wings and that's why i'm going with that for no other reason i don't even care and plus vulture's older as, as a villain, so uh, physically he's an older man. So, I mean, that makes sense. Uh, if they do CGI on Keaton's face to, to bring him back 20 years like they did in Ant-Man with what's-his-face? I can't remember. Michael Douglas. Thank you. Um, I'm, I, I will be mad, so I hope it is for the sake of, uh, I guess, the audience, Vulture, but there could probably be more interesting villains. But you're right, the, the title of, of the new Spider-Man film is definitely... Definitely perfectly named Homecoming for so many reasons, right? So Homecoming into the universe, Homecoming because the Homecoming dance because he's a high school age Spider-Man. It's a 15-year-old Spider-Man. So, I mean, and Tom Holland has been apparently crushing it. So yes. uh, he did a thing where, oh, man, I don't remember the specifics, but he was in, I believe, Los Angeles. Then they flew him to, I think it was, was it Cinema? I don't remember, but where he introduced Spider-Man Homecoming for 10 minutes and then made it back in time for the Civil War after party. So he wasn't at the actual Civil War premiere where they showed it, but he was they flew him down to San Diego and then back up to Los Angeles in a very like in 10 minutes said, get on a plane, get back. Uh, he was there for 10 minutes, like I said, showing off Homecoming and then came back for the after party for Civil War. So it's cool to see that uh, kids on board. Um, I'm probably I, I'm in again, I think the minority. I didn't hate the Amazing Spider-Man movies. I'm pausing now to be thrown at, I guess, stuff thrown at me, but... No, I, I, I didn't really care for the second one, but, I mean, overall, they were okay. I didn't, the ending I, the ending sucked, and, you right, know, I'll, I'll right. give you that. That was the main problem. It wasn't, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a bad Spider-Man movie. It just... It wasn't... It was just a bad movie. No, you're right. It wasn't <laughs> um, the, you know, wasn't The Amazing Spider-Man, but, I, again, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't hate... Lizard is the villain. I do think there are better Spider-Man villains. I would like to see Mysterio mm-hmm. because I think it's a better villain. Um, and I think that Michael Keaton probably playing pretty well. 
Although Mysterio always kind of reminds me of Man Ray from SpongeBob. <laughs> I don't like. I don't know why. I just feel like that's the same guy. So, um, I, I think I think uh, Mysterio would be cool. And I've said several times on this podcast that what I want to see is a boy Spider-Man. I don't want to see uh, a college Spider-Man. I, I want to see the young kid, you know, growing into a role. And I think that. Um, having a young actor, you know, a guy who, you know, maybe 19 or whatever, 25, I don't know how old he is, but looks like he's 13 is probably the best guy to play him. And, and it gives you a lot of room to operate. There's a lot of story, uh, to be told with Spider-Man and shield and how that's sort of a love hate thing. So I think it's going in the right direction. I, if, if it's not Vulture, I kind of hope it's Jackal. I think that's the that's the like my brain goes to Jackal number two, I guess. Um, but I think it's all leading up to doing Venom right, and that's let's, that is something I cannot so. wait for. They're, they're talking about wait. still doing the the Venom solo movie. So that would be everything to me. So if if we did a Venom solo movie that kind of led into Venom's introduction into the Spider-Man universe, I'm okay with that. I'm on board. Um, Josh, I'm right with you when you say Mysterio. I've been waiting for a Mysterio movie since Spider-Man 2. I, I've just I think that character is not only visually really cool to look at, but the the guy is all movie special effects. You can have yep. so much fun doing all sorts of CGI like dragons and stuff that well, would you be don't have to worry about t- Michael Keaton's face. Right. I mean, he'd have a fishbowl over his head or, or right. whatever. And I, I I think that would be the perfect villain for me, but at this point, I, I'm again. Marvel has never done anything wrong. Never steered me in the wrong direction. So, so here's something else that's maybe a little crazy, but would probably fit as a a really solid villain. If not for me, Mysterio is kind of what I where I think it's going. But if not that, I would love to see Craven. Yeah, I do. Uh, and I think Michael Keaton could pull off Craven. I absolutely agree with you there. And uh, I mean, can't do Craven's last hunt, but you can you can do a, a nice introduction to Craven. I think yep. that would be really cool. Well, no, but you could do Craven's last hunt down the road. Absolutely. Or I mean, even if he's kind of introduced as an ancillary character in this movie, like he's just like uh, the Steve Irwin, Crocodile Dundee type character who's looking for the bigger, better game. Right. And then, you know, kind of spin that into a Craven's last hunt because he's decided to hunt Spider-Man. That would know, be great. You mentioned Venom. I mean, Venom's part of Civil War. There's no reason we can't see Venom. Right. Like even, but... even even at the end, right? Even even just as a as a glimpse and like, holy shit, we're gonna see Venom. And that's I, I don't I don't think we're gonna see him as a as a character, but I, I I wouldn't rule out a flash of appearance. Last time we saw a glimpse of a villain in a movie that had to do with Spider Man was the Sinister Six, and that movie is, oh, right. <laughs> Never happening. Never happening. <laughs> Ever. Um, and, and I'm okay with it. I'd rather Marvel take their uh, take their hands all over this and not let Sony kind of, for lack of a better word, screw up good storylines anymore. Um, hey, man, Fox, Fox did a good job with Fantastic Four. Oh, don't so. please, don't get me started on that. I'll oh, tell you what, God. dude, that movie, that movie, uh, that movie hit, like, it was in four ninety nine movies on iTunes, and I went to buy it, and no. then I saw. Wait, then I saw that on Rotten Tomatoes it got a nine, mm-hmm. 
And I went, wait, guys, you get a nine for spelling the title right. What? <laughs> what is it? And so I, I obviously I didn't buy it, and I, I still haven't seen the fanta- the Miles Teller Fantastic Four. I want to, but I'm not that desperate. So that's, I, I, do, that's I don't the think, movie. That's the movie that was ruined up. by reshoots. That's the movie that was yeah. ruined, ruined, ruined by reshoots. And the director tweeted it out. He said, and who knows if you believe him or not? Hindsight's twenty twenty. But he said, listen, if I didn't have to do these reshoots, you would have had the best. Fantastic Four film of all time. Now, that's not setting a high bar. I mean, you have Captain America as the Human Torch and Jessica Alba, who's fantastic, but not a very, you know, did two movies before that to go on. But, you know, I would have loved to see what his version of Fantastic Four was because the thing has always been kind of a a thing for me as well. Uh, I did it. Wow, I did that. But that's okay. Um, But I'm with you. Like, that's that movie was... You're right. I don't think it's worth the $4.99. For me, there's going to be, uh, you know, there's going to be a hole in Civil War because you don't have Reed Richards involved. You don't have the Fantastic Four involved. And that, at least in my mind, in my nerdy brain, causes a little bit of conflict. But, you know, overall, with everything we've seen, and when I say everything, I mean, you know, the 10 seconds we've seen of (laughs) Spider-Man. I think we all freaked out. I know Brian did. I did. uh, Christian, my son, did. And we're all just, we want to see a young, smart-ass, carefree, but realizing, truly realizing his potential and responsibility, Spider-Man. The best Spider-Man costume I've ever seen. Absolutely. Um, So that wraps up everything that I have uh, to talk about, unless there is anything you two gentlemen want to bring to the forefront here. Do you want to talk about sports? This is your time. I had a podcast for sports for five years. I've, I'm, I'm good. Okay. All right. Well, with that being said, uh, thank you, listener, for listening to us uh, talk about your weekly Nerdy Digest here. Uh, you can always follow up with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash thatkindofnerd. We are on Twitter at thatkindofnerd. And we are now on Instagram at wearethatkindofnerd. But as CJ says, the coolest thing about our podcast is you can call in and share your thoughts share your opinions have your voice on the podcast and you do that by calling 484-373-4119 please call in and if there's anything that you want to say about how excited you are about the trailers or if there was a trailer that we missed and you just how could you miss this trailer call us in call us out uh we invite it we enjoy it immensely uh, so, everybody, thank you for making us your drive to work or your walk around the neighborhood, as CJ likes to say. And we uh, we are signing off on episode 51. Team Cap. Do it, do it slower and louder. Exactly right. There we go. Slower and louder. Yeah. Okay. That's, how, That's what she that said. That is how my fiance says it. That's what she said. Damn it. <laughs> it's better because he made it personal. Yes. Yes, he did. <laughs> oh, man. I hope your fiance does not listen to the episode. She will be. I'll put That's that as the stinger. That's fantastic. She will be. All right. Here we lovely. go.